Hello, this is Aaron Eckhart, and you are listening to Center Stage with Mark Gordon, the beautiful one and only Mark Gordon. Center Stage, Center Stage, Center, Center, Center Stage. Center Stage. Welcome to Center Stage. My name is Mark Gordon. On this show, we're going to talk with Chris Foggin, director of the heartwarming film Fisherman's Friends. Based on a true story, the film follows a group of singing fishermen who get discovered by a music producer, and he takes them from a small Cornish village to international fame. You look like a fisherman. <laughs> I've never, ever been able to grow any facial hair or any beer or a beard or a kind of had the confidence to do it. So whilst in lockdown, I was like, I'm going to try it. <laughs> so this is the end result. This is, this is the real you. This is, this is it. I really love this film. In this day and age of lockdowns and pandemics, it's nice to see a film where you feel good. It really made me feel good. And not only did it make me laugh, but also was very touching. It makes me so happy that you said that, Mark, because like, personally, as like a filmmaker, that's the kind of like movies I've always enjoyed or want to tell. So like, so to have that response is absolutely brilliant and all that. And I, I, and I do feel like... So, like now more than ever, people want to watch things like this a little bit. So yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really pleased that you've responded to it like that. Did you ever imagine being a filmmaker, directing a film, imagine working in the business? I obviously really wanted to, and as I say, like especially like throughout my teens, it was just something that it was it was almost like a, an attainable. Just because to be in this industry was just like pipe dream all because I was in this small town in in the northeast called Durham an amazing place but I had no contacts no um people no family members who'd worked in the industry and you know I, I didn't know anybody I didn't know any ways in it so randomly got a job in a sandwich shop and during that time the owner of that sandwich shop knew somebody in the tv industry and they said to me when I'd graduated I remember finishing a shift on a Friday. I had literally no idea what I was going to do for my rest of my future. And on a Friday, I was finishing the shift, shift and I had a shift on the Monday. And I said, oh, I'll see you on Monday, Mark. Um, he was called Mark and his wife was called Jill. And they said, um, this is your last shift working with us. Um, you know, you've worked hard for us, but we didn't um, tell you, but we've actually sorted you out a, a job on an ITV drama, which is a big station across here. And... Um, from that Monday morning, I started as the floor runner with this wonderful second AD called Ben Sweet. And from there, I was on a set and I started learning. And then he, this second AD, Ben, took me on to his next job, which was a Tom Hardy Wuthering Heights. And then from there, I met somebody who took me on to London. And I remember kind of leaving home saying, I'll be a couple of weeks on this job. And I've never, must be about 10, 11 years now, and I've never been home, really. I've never moved back, which I do miss. That, that was it. Didn't know where I was going to go, but managed to get a job. And from there, people took other chances and opportunity, give me other opportunities. During them jobs as a, as a runner and a set PA, I, mean, I was fortunate enough to make some short films. And that kind of opened up doors because I've worked with amazing talent, likes of Dame Judy Dench, who was in a short film. And then I did a short film with James Corden. And that opened up doors. And 
during that time, I read a couple of scripts that was on the, their slate, and one of them was Fisherman's Friends. And as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, that's a story I'd love to tell. It's, it's, I'd never heard of the sea shanties, never heard anything like that, but just that kind of fish out of water or that person going down to a different place and, and doing his best was kind of just resonated with me so much. So I'd always wanted to do it. And then thankfully, the producer and um, James, he kind of called me a few years later and said, did I remember reading it? And I did, and he was like, oh, would you like to direct it? And honestly, it was like, I was like so happy to do it. How did this project differ from the first feature? It did massively, and like I, f- I always feel as though every t- every kind of project, I'm I'm still I'm still learning from from everything, and hopefully I'll I'll always continue to learn. This one being down in a location where all the crew were living, I had brilliant actors. That's you know I was very fortunate with that. Brilliant actors, good support from the t- producers and writers and the team around me and all that. So it just everyone got on. Everyone was in the same kind of bubble. It just felt like such a wonderful collaboration of great people we would have a great day film and we were very fortunate with the weather and then you would finish on a night time and people would hang out the crew would hang out we would go to the pub and have beers and the fishermen would sing or we would go down to the plat and so it was different in that sense of just like uh, almost like the community living together it sounds like this was a joyous process the only thing was challenging for me personally would be filming out at sea. I found that the trickiest thing of it. Like I kind of dreaded that in, in the build up to it. I was like, oh my God, because I, I just have had bad experiences being out at sea. I'm embarrassed to kind of say this, but when I got married to um, my, my wife, one of the things that she really wanted to do was to go to Iceland and do whale watching. So one of, we saved up forever and that was the thing we did for our little honeymoon and we went to Iceland, right? And it, you would be able to relate. If, if you've had seasickness, you, you you know how bad it was. So anyhow, and everything was like, I've, I've known Hannah since I've been 15 year old. We'd known each other like 15 years and we finally married. We're going to Iceland for whale watching. And we went out and there it was in front of us, an orca and literally Hannah was so upset. But I had seasick and I was so bad, Mark, right, that I I was looking out to sea and I was like, would this be better if I just jumped in the water? Like, what can I do to stop this? I was in the worst pain ever where I was like looking out at sea going, should I just jump in? Not to kind of end anything. It was just like maybe being in the water will help me. And that's what was going on. In my head at the time, I was so bad. And you know what? It didn't even turn out that bad, but definitely going out of sea would be the biggest challenge. And like, you know, going out for the day with all the actors, and we were so fortunate that nobody got seasick. And I, I, I literally don't know how, how it happened. But yeah, in terms of... Um, you know, we we just the crew. Everyone clubbed together. We had a, we had a four week window to shoot it. We were fortunate with the weather, and um, it was we were very, very very lucky with it. But definitely, if if I was to pick a challenge, it would be me personally being out at sea. What was the experience like the first time you saw the fisherman's friend singing? Do you know what? Literally amazing. I remember going down, and embarrassingly, I'd, I'd you know I'd like to put myself as this kind of lover of music and I am you know my brother works in the music industry and you know music is almost my first love really and then I remember 
reading the script, not knowing sea shanties, look, delving into sea shanties, falling immediately in love with them. And then all of a sudden I went down to Cornwall and there I was sitting there and I'd, like, I'd read about the story and everything about it as much as I could. And then they, they would just they would start singing in the pool. Literally out of nowhere, you would just be sitting there having a beer and then they would start singing. What shall we do with a drunken sailor? And then everyone who was around would join in. And oh, it was just, it was fantastic to see. It was almost like incredibly spine tingling. What was your intention in making Fisherman's Friend? Just to put a story out there that was feel good. It was about family and about community and just bringing everyone together. That was the intention. And and if if I could, as I said before, if I could make something that made one person smile, then we'd we'd done our job. And um, also one of the big intentions with it was making sure that it represented the fishermen and the village as good as, you know, as good as it could. Like, I really want everyone to love this movie, but I really hoped that the village... And the fishermen, they were proud of it. If, if they were, and they are, and that was the biggest relief and the biggest kind of enjoyment from it, knowing that they were happy with it and they were proud of it. And when you go down there, you realise how important that job is and, and how kind of brave these people are. It's, it's, it's crazy. What they do for one another is just, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. And it just makes you so kind of... me personally proud to have met them people and proud to kind of have been had slight involvement in it is is brilliant when you were growing up what was the one film that resonated with you that inspired you to start this journey into film it it was a film called arthur which had um dudley moore and liza minnelli in that was the one that was the movie i just remember we used to watch all the time even when I was kind of younger we would just watch it and like I always remember just his his performance and kind of being even like young enough like not to realize what he was doing but my parents were laughing and we would always put that film on that movie brought us together originally and then from that point we would always do this family thing where we would we would have this like video man who would drive round and he'd park outside of our house and we used to open he used to open the boot and you could get chocolates but you could also pick the latest films on VHS we would always pick one and every Saturday night it was our thing to do what are the three most important elements in making a movie be nice to people is my is my main one pick the right team and then just be open to collaboration if you're nice you get the right team of um, heads of department or cast and then you're open to collaboration that's my biggest advice because th- th- that's what I- i'd like to be you know like so if, um you know i'm not very kind of for good or bad i'm not very singular i'm just open for suggestions and you know like um, and that's what I hope will kind of do me in good stead in the future. I'm very, very open, and um, you know that's with like with the actors. If they've got some, they've no doubt better ideas than what I've got or anybody. I just I'm kind of just very inclusive of, of the whole process, and um, no idea is a bad idea. I'll I'll encourage or I'll listen to things and all that, and. Um, just because I, I don't see the point really in hiring all these talented people from your production designer to your DP to your editor and and then kind of 
almost telling them what to do. I kind of just like go, no, you're an expert in that job and you should do what you want to do in that field and together we'll make something um, good. But it's definitely a, a team effort. What would you like an audience to go away with after they see Fisherman's Friends? I just want, do you know what, I just especially in the current climate, if they can just turn around and say, that made me smile at one point, or, you know, I really enjoyed that. That just, that means everything to me. If, 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 it may, if it makes you happy, if it makes you smile, then I feel as though the, the job's been done. And my love for film just came around from being with my family, watching movies on a weekend and watching films that would bring families together. So that's all I kind of want to do now as a filmmaker, just make things that bring groups of people together or people can go and watch and they can put this film on and for 90 minutes they can enjoy it. And if someone turns around and says, I really enjoyed that movie and it made me smile, then I feel very, very happy about that. Fisherman's Friends is currently streaming on YouTube, Google Play Movies and TV, and Amazon Prime. For more on Center Stage, visit stageandscreen.com. And hey, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Until next time, this is Mark Gordon, and I'll see you Center Stage. Center Stage, Center Stage, Center, Center, Center Stage. Center Stage. Hello, this is Homer Simpson. Whenever I want to know what's going on in the entertainment world, I listen to Center Stage with Mark Gordon.